that's what we're doing. I think as as artists, we we are recreating from memory. You know, we, we have our memories of, of places, of people, of, and, and the things that kind of occupy our attention or occupy our mind that come from different sources. And we pull them together and recreate our vision of the world, you know. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art and the creative process. I'm your host, Aronis, and this is the first part of a two-part episode with the amazing John Hayward Waddington. For views of paints, John explores the constructional nature of painting and the way in which paint can become a subject matter all on its own. I had a great time talking to John about his work, and I really hope you enjoy this conversation too. Right, Joe, then I shall start where I start with everybody, which is just tell us a bit about yourself and how you became an artist. Absolutely. So really, I mean, I guess it was, I suppose, like a lot of people, I, I loved art from an early age. I sort of got into it at school, you know, um, and, and sort of ever since I can remember, I loved drawing. Um, and it was like, you know, play. Um, and it was a way of just escaping the, <laughs> escaping the real world. And uh, uh, and uh, yeah, and it was something I just remember enjoying from a, from a very early age. And I think a lot of time spent at school, you know, for a lot of people, isn't that isn't that enjoyable? You have to like it, lessons are a chore, whereas art always seemed like yeah. it was play, you know. Yeah. So I think it becoming an artist was receiving a lot of encouragement and when I when I was at school um, and in my sort of uh, you know when I was uh, at, at uh, secondary school certainly I, I I sort of began to take it more seriously as a thing I wanted to pursue and then after I didn't really in terms of I didn't I suppose I didn't really become an artist I mean I didn't become a pr- professionally an artist really till about ten years ago I suppose I, I didn't really consider that as a serious thing that I was I was going I was going to pursue because for sort of various reasons I went in different directions and I yeah. sort of kept I've come back to it, but um, but yeah, I sort of started off at school and uh, and then returned to it as 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 an adult um, and did did a, a foundation course, did a did, did a degree, and then the masters, which I completed last year, which was oh, wow. uh, at the City and Guilds School of Art in London, which was amazing. It was a brilliant school, a brilliant place that, that I'd always had my sort of sights on. That was um, City and Guilds, London School of Art, Sea Glass was was brilliant yeah and um so i i was 44 when i did when i it was a one-year intensive masters and uh i think in a way i'm glad i did it you know at the stage of life that i that i did i i felt like i was ready for it then you know and it's just um that's been a huge help yeah so i think that's a really interesting consideration the idea of being ready for education because i feel mm. like a lot of the time we're often kind of pushed into education or it's considered like that's just what you do yeah, and I think for a yeah. subject like art, which is quite subjective, and you know, to a lot of people, it's not a yeah. quote unquote proper degree. It's like yeah. Yeah. you have to be at a certain point in your life with a certain mindset or a certain kind yeah. of um, consideration for life and what you want to do to understand the importance of such a degree. So I'm kind of curious, like, what is your opinion on art education, and you know, is it important for an artist to have a degree, or like, what does having like a more formal education give you? I mean, I personally think it is. I really value education. I really, I mean, I've been very lucky in, you know, in the education that I've had. But I think an arts education is really important because particularly because you need that encouragement, you know, and you need, you, I mean, you need it for various reasons. You need it for sort of from the technical point of view and in, in receiving a kind of technical grounding in various skills, which I think are 
very, very important. I mean, that might be unfashionable to, to sort of say that. Um, it sort of goes in and out of fashion as to whether as to the importance or not of, of, of skills. But it's much more than that. It's, it's about your your personal kind of development. Because I, I guess that being an artist is different. It's different, isn't it, to being a lawyer or a, or a doctor or whatever it is. It, it's such a sort of all-encompassing vocation. And I think it's about your life and how you see the world and, and how you respond to it. And, and I think it is difficult to feel like it's a valid thing. Like you think, I think you mentioned earlier that, that you, you know, is it a real subject or whatever? And I, I think um, yeah. it's why it's really, really crucial to have an inspiring, inspirational teacher or someone that makes you feel like what you're doing is is valued. It's quite easy to feel lonely uh, or to feel on, on your own as, as an artist, to feel like, what am I doing? You know, what, what's the point of it? I might, as well, I might as well just give it up because... Um, I'm not getting anywhere. And anyway, what I'm doing isn't any, any good, you know. To be in an environment where you're among other artists, or other people who want to, to do art, and to be nurtured, you know, by teachers and tutors and, and encouraged to, to think and to reflect and to all of those things um, is invaluable, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think definitely like critical analysis and, you know, just critique of, you know, your own work and other people's work really kind of gives you an, an insight into kind of, just how work is made and kind of where the people are coming from because i think it's very easy for us all to see really nice looking images on a screen and be like oh i like this but i think i think i think a lot of social media doesn't give you the impetus to think about why you like it exactly you know? that's oh that's that's absolutely that's so spot on and yeah absolutely and i think that's you know social media is just a symptom of being in you know in in this world at this at this point uh, and it's, it's got lots of very good things about it lots, lots of advantages but it's but it's also it, it changes the way that we that we that we uh in, you know interact uh and and yeah. um, think about you know i guess behave as as, as artists and it's it's um well, as people but um yeah. you know i think you said um it's very you, you just said then that's the thing about you know people um that sentence people sometimes say oh uh, it's very you know I like that or I don't like this, you know, yeah. oh, that's good. That's good. That, or that's not good. Um, and, and one of the things I remember um, at City and Guilds, and this is another reason why I think arts education is, a, is, a, is important, um, is because it uh, is, is um, that this, uh, this this tutor said said to me, um, Teresita Dennis, uh, um, early on, you know, near the start of the MA and she said, um, it's not, try not to, to think about it in terms, about your work in terms of whether you like it or don't like it or whether it's good or not good but think try to sort of evaluate try to think about it in terms of is it working or not um and what and why is it working or why is it not working and that's a more interesting way of sort mm. of looking at more of an a analytical way and yeah at that sort of level of that you go into that's a, it's a it's a richer deeper level of sort of thinking about art you know you know you you look at a piece of art you know and you say oh i love that i love that picture it's great you know and of course you might just have that reaction and and that's just your instant reaction to it but thinking about why the why is 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 really interesting and i think that's the thing as you say you know the the online world is kind of makes things can can reduce things a bit you know yeah like i i consider social media nowadays to be very passive it doesn't really give you the chance to engage in a way that's actually more direct it kind of it's like this is nice move on um, yeah yeah exactly exactly disposable uh, disposable dispensable yeah, yeah. And i think it's such a shame because like particularly when it comes to like art like we're bombarded with so many different like artists and amazing work and it's like it's like even myself when i do like artist research for the people to interview or the people to feature it's like it's just so much all at once and mm. it's like how much am I paying attention to these people or how much am I just scrolling past people and picking people at random, you know? 
It's yeah. kind of like, how do you nowadays understand what grabs you or what interests you? Because you're just yeah. bombarded with so much of everything at the time. That's so true. I mean, because we're so sort of bomb. Yeah, we are so bombarded and saturated with imagery because mm. of the, because of the technology. Because everywhere you go, you're, you're just assailed by stuff. <laughs> it's coming at you. So, so mm. as artists, I guess we we have to respond to that and live with that. And it can be useful. And it, it you know it, it does have its uses and it enables us to put our work out there. But you, you can easily get lost in social media and um, and sort of thinking you know just in the nature of using social media and posting your work constantly to see what the reaction is on you know. But it, it, it's yeah pros and cons. So why is art important to you? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, art is a very good question. Why is art important? Um, it's, it's it's important to me because it's it feels like it's it's a reason for living. You know, it's a reason for it's therapy. It can be therapy. It's a continual journey of discovery or self-discovery. That's the thing I, lo- I love about it is that it, it, it never it never stops. It's not like I'm I'm just doing this to get to that point. You know, mm. I, I, it, it's a, it's a constant inquiry and process of discovery, trying to find out, trying to oh, does that well, why oh, that's that's not working? What what you know? What do I put this with that? Then. So you're constantly kind of trying to rearrange things all the time to create something, to you know, recreate and recreate. And it's joy, it's joyous, it's it can be self salvation, it can be um uh you know, it's a means of communication, it's it's so many things, I think, and it's a and it's it, it's just it's there's real pleasure in it and and a fulfillment in it, a sense of worth in in making something, you know. You know what, yeah, like I you know what I think the idea of just creating anything, there is such a a great feeling that comes with that with the idea of like you've created something it may not be for anybody else it may not be popular okay. it may not be online even but they're actually yeah. creating something you know it might be digital it might be physical just the idea of creating something you know yeah. spending your time working towards something that you are proud of or you just like or that you're uh, happy with i think there's some, there's such a power in that um, really because I'm, because I'm always really interested in why people choose art um, yeah. to create art whether that's full-time whether that's part-time whether that's on the weekends because it's yeah. like it's so subjective and yeah. it's so uncertain and unstable. And it's, it's very yeah. much like you could spend 30 years of your life dedicated to creating work and nobody may ever see it or care. Yeah. But yet people will do that. And to me, like that's always yeah. fascinated me. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your answer is, is really, really interesting because I agree okay. with all those points because there's so many different things. But to oh, each yeah. person, the answer to that is very personal because it comes yeah. from a place of, of yourself. Like every piece of art is a self-portrait i'm sure picasso yeah. said that or somebody said that yeah um, yeah yes that's yes I, love, I think it well I, I i'm not sure if it is picasso but i but i know that i love that that line yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it might be picasso yeah and and it's yeah, true though because yeah. your work is a sum of you isn't it it's, it's a sum mm-hmm. of all your parts it's all some of all your interests your life experiences you know the things you want to say the things you want to talk about so yeah. i think uh it's always nice to hear people kind of look at their work or look at art with a positive mindset yeah 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 no i mean that that's that's um absolutely um and yeah i mean that that idea that you would that you're doing it for the love of it i think i think that's the you know that you that you're that you would slave away in a you know well, i suppose it wouldn't be slaving because you're you're it's, it's a it's a labor of love you know so but you know th- th- there is real satisfaction there is real pleasure in creating something that hasn't that doesn't exist hadn't existed before with your own hands you know and, and from your own mind and um yeah and then if someone else happens to sort of like that or respond to that and that you feel that you've, you've communicated to them in some way but it could as you say it could just be so, that someone is only doing it 
for themselves for just for just for the simple pleasure of just making something so why is the biggest challenge of being an artist well the obvious i suppose the obvious thing well the first thing i, I thought was well making a living <laughs> but um but i mean and that's the sort of reason that your parents might you know classic yeah. give you for, for why you know are you sure you're gonna <laughs> sure. um, uh, um you know uh there's, there's not much future in that you know you, you'll you'll just be like van gogh or you know whatever it is um, yeah so yes, it's difficult. It's still difficult to make a living as a as as an artist for for most people, I suppose. Um, although there are, I mean, I suppose there's more ways that you can because of social, you know, to to try and make sales and things. And and um, so I did say that, but I don't know if that is necessarily. The, I mean, that, that, that's that's one of certainly one of the challenges. But I think also I think perhaps the bigger challenge I have found. Uh, is is in what we t- we sort of talk about talked about earlier on, which was you know just the sort of internal struggle with sustaining your your self belief and your and to keep going and to sort of feel that you're doing th- that what you're doing is is worthwhile and that, and and is a real you know is a sort of legitimate thing to do because it's not it's not medicine it's not it's not you're not you're not sort of curing cancer or <laughs> or anything yeah. you know so so and uh, you know and people might perceive it as being kind of frivolous or you know uh, whatever i think i i sometimes i've found i found it difficult to talk about um when when um friends of my parents used to ask me what what i did or you know um, then i find it sometimes difficult to kind of say well, I, well I'm, I'm you know well i'm I'm an artist, and uh, <laughs> you say because it opens up this thing of like this, the, the, you know that the, that it might sort of make them think. Well, you know, I, I'm just I'm just ready for for them to say, well, uh, what kind of thing do you do? You know, uh, that must be very hard to to make a living from, which is true. But you know, uh, it it it's I, I wish, and and sometimes it's quite difficult to kind of say that to encapsulate it in one, you know, easy kind of like if if you if you, if you were a lawyer. You could just say I'm a lawyer, and then that just closes the subject because you, you don't have yeah. to. You know, everyone knows what a lawyer does. If you, or like my dad was a doctor. Uh, he, he, you know, and I was very much in in in, in uh, hugely admiring of what he did and uh, in all of that. But I couldn't have followed him in, into that. But it would have been if I could just say I'm I'm a doctor. Then that would, you know, you, you kind of know what you're, you're you're talking about. And I suppose I'm. I mean, I'm maybe I'm making too much of it. I mean, if you say you're an artist, people have an idea what that is. But yeah. it's just. You know, it's such a it's a different thing because you you know are you an abstract artist are you a, you know and it just it's just uh you're, you're worried that it cut that, that it might make people that people have preconceptions about that and that you have to kind of justify yeah. it which is probably more my my problem than it is theirs because i'm sure they don't you know it's just a thing yeah. i know i think people do but i think the problem is that people aren't educated enough about the importance of art in society i think that's really the mm. issue i feel like right, people right. Yeah. and people educate because you know you said about like a doctor curing cancer it's like you're right mm. like you're not curing cancer however you are offering mm. something to the world in a different way it's just mm. not necessarily mm. as immediate or as obvious and yeah. i kind of feel like yeah. all there needs to be is a bit more education of like why the arts the creative arts in any realm you know whether yeah. that's like music whether that's music whether that's film like is important yeah. to society because storytelling because yeah. storytelling narration and escapism i yeah. feel like people are always drawn to that and fascinated by that yeah. and it helps people yeah. Like I just said earlier, like art can be therapy. You know, I think if we took all that away, like what would we have? You know, so I, I completely believe that, and I I really believe that. It's, exactly. It's just I suppose it's more. Yeah, I know. I think that's absolutely true, and that's why. And 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 I I feel much more reconciled to. You know, I, I kind of believe that. I suppose it was just previously. Sometimes I would find it difficult to 
to sort of justify it or to, or to you know, yeah, of course. I, hate, I hate the word just, just justify, but you know what I mean? Because you shouldn't have to justify it. Of course you shouldn't. But, but yeah, but obviously, but yeah, if you're at like a party, for instance, like, yeah. Yeah, think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's all yeah. going around the table, like, you know, what do you do? People talk about this. I can understand that completely. And I think it's, I think it's just down to education. I think more education about art and artists. I think you're absolutely right. I think education and, 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 and yeah, an understanding of what, of, of what it is. And I think, I, I think, I don't know if I'm right, but I think it's, more increasingly more out there as a as a there's so many shows on tv that are, are based around art and hmm. you, you know with, with art as their kind of focus and so you know I'm sure, I'm sure it is becoming a lot of people a lot of people enjoy it you know so um yeah i think the thing is really is that like a lot of people will enjoy it if they are if they're encouraged to pick it up i think because yeah. a lot of the time people are discouraged from being artists or, or doing something creative. I think it kind of, it doesn't allow people, it doesn't give people to room to grow and to understand or to try it. I feel mm. like so, so many artists I speak to, especially, they may have found art later in life because they had more of a typical traditional career. And then art is mm. now their second career whilst they're in their fifties. And it's like, it's a shame yeah. that it has to take so long for somebody to get to them they really enjoy just because yeah. quote unquote society tells you otherwise. I don't know. I think for me, like, Everyone should be trying to be creative in some aspect. It doesn't have to be art. It could be anything else. But I feel like the yeah. idea of being creative is super important. I think just I seeing, think really, yeah, yeah. I think, think just going home at the end of the day and sitting around watching Netflix all day is not really doesn't really much productive your time. Yeah, yeah like you yeah. could be doing some more productive with your time. Slash, yeah. I mean, then again, saying that I understand people are tired, so you know, I'm like, I understand that. But well, it's balance, isn't it? I think creativity in, in all, as you say, in all forms is 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 so it's important, you know, because we are as human beings, we are we're equipped with hands and you know and, and minds to to have imaginations and you know that that connection with materials and doing things with our hands making things uh is is, is i think if it, it does put you in touch with you know your it grounds you in some, in, mm. in some way and, and and to feel that, that you're capable of producing something that's nice that you're gives you a sense of pride gives you a sense of you know which is which is extremely important i think you know um and it gives you a sense of self-worth. I think you feel good when you do that. Whereas I think if you just spend all of your time, your time, recreational time, which, you know, I've certainly spent a lot of, lot of time doing that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm just saying it's just, it's, I know when I'm working and making work and that I feel good. I really do believe that's true, that a better arts education, a, bit of, a better provision for arts education in the country. And and if if the whole kind of, if the government were more sympathetic to the arts in this country, which they never really have been. I mean, they, it's, it's a pretty philistine lot, you know. Um, and compared to other countries, you know, compared to Germany or something or, Fr or France, who seem to treasure and embrace their artistic heritage a lot more than we do in this country, and we have a huge, an, an amazing art, art heritage in this country. But you know, it's not taken as serious, you know, because it's the first thing to go, isn't it? If, if cuts yeah. need to be made, oh, yeah. and and so and that and in in education terms, I mean, I'd say I was lucky because I had I did have have to have a good art education, and um, I just think you know I I if more people could have that, but more young people could have that made available to them, then it's you know they have more opportunities, and 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 you think of all the all the artists who who. Um, or, or the potential artists that there might be, yeah, you know, um, who might be denied that because there's not the provision for it, you know, yeah. and that that's a bit tragic, but yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, at what point did you become comfortable calling yourself an artist? 
I mean, I've always kind of thought of myself as as an artist because I because ever since I was probably like since I was doing A level, I suppose. I mean, because that was the that was the thing that was the kind of subject that I kind of gravitated towards, and I I I found that I was. I had a strength in, you know, that I, I had something to say and it was my niche, you know, um, along with English as well. Whereas other other things at school, other subjects, I didn't really, you know, I just felt like I was, it wasn't me, you know, uh, I wasn't very particularly good at or, you know, uh, I didn't enjoy and I wasn't particularly sporty either. I wasn't very good in sports and I was never really picked for the teams in in, in, mm. in sport. So, you know, I think it to discover there was something that I really, really that I had a certain ability at. And, that, you know, it was like, it was like discovering coming home. You know, it's like that's my thing. You know, so I've always been really I've always kind of thought of myself as an artistic person, but being a kind of. An, yeah, I guess as an artist the last 15 years, I guess, you know, uh, but yeah. Yeah, because I did. I did this degree. I did this first degree because I'm also really. I love film and and film, uh, particularly cinema. And I did that was that was the thing. I, got, I also got really interested in film when I was at school. Um, and because my dad used to have cameras, and he was very keen on a ph- photographer, and and uh, you know he had he had all these cameras and uh, cine cameras and video cameras and stuff. So I just borrow the cameras and go and you know make little films, like little. Okay. You know, so that kind of and that nurtures an, an, an idea and a, a sort of love of filmmaking. Um, but I also used to love going to the Senate, you know, just seeing loads of seeing films. Um, and then I went did a degree in in at Royal Holloway in the night back in the nineties, um, which was basically in, it was a media arts, but basically it was film, TV, and um, and so I got to make a short film, two two sort of short films, and worked on other little short films there. So I, I was going in that direction because I, even though I've been encouraged to sort of to go to art school when I was at doing A level, um, but my art teacher said you you really should go to you should apply to art school do that. But I, I I and I thought I I could maybe do that I could see that as a vocation, but I didn't really have the courage. I was you know I was eighteen years old. I didn't really have the the courage to do that. And I think it was partly because I, I mean I loved art. I loved making fine art. I loved painting and all of that, but. I didn't really feel I was, I knew the world enough or I knew or I knew enough about it or that I could see a, a career in it. And probably that was partly because, uh, you know, I, I felt that it was um, difficult to, you know, it, it, it was a harder sell to my to, to, to my dad, particularly my, my dad. Yeah. My mum, not so much because she was very, I owe, I, I owe her a lot uh, in terms of the encouragement that she gave me and uh in in art she kind of introduced me to a lot of a lot of art she was really in, in she, she is very interested in in art and she, she would take me to kind of show you know shows when I was growing up and so I had a sort of arts education through my mother really as well going to see you know going to Paris to see shows going you know seeing wow. Matisse's work in Mittenvance and um Cezanne and you know um and uh, the, the impressionists and going to going to trips to the national gallery and so that was that was kind of there was her her enthusiasm and her, and she in, encouraged me to do you know you know she would be my sort of uh you know critic or you know I, I i could i could show her my work and she would she would encourage me in that so that was a big a big influence um but i it was you know i think that my i'm not i'm not trying to say i'm not trying to say that my dad's so yeah. you must do art, but he it was harder to kind of 
sell it to him as a th- I mean, and it wasn't that he was saying you must do it or that uh he could see and I, I i did want to sort of try i thought well i, I want to go into the film industry because i love films i thought well, i'll try and because you know there's there's more of a clear pathway into a, yeah. a sort of career and, and it can be quite you know well paid and you know so i you know that was that was i, I and i enjoyed my degree and i really you know i made i still would love to be i'd love to i still got this fantasy of being a filmmaker i still like i mean i still do kind of i make sort of little short films um i have ideas for, for short film products and, and so that's still a thing i'd like i'd love to do at some point um i went in i did the this degree i made some short films and then I worked on other short films afterwards. And I went, worked in the industry a bit um, and sort of went down this different path. All the while, I'm kind of thinking about the fine art, you know, the painting. And I, I did keep up that. I did sort of, whilst, you know, whilst I was working and stuff, I was doing evening classes in life drawing or whatever, just because I wanted, I, I couldn't, I didn't want to leave it, you know, I didn't want to leave it. I was into sort of filmmaking and writing films and just being involved in that world and whatever way and I, I suppose I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do or how I was going to get there I love the collaborative nature of making films that's another thing that strongly appealed to me um and I suppose that's that's one of the ways in which it's distinct from fine art often is because mm-hmm. if you're a fine artist you're in a room you're, you're in a studio on your own a lot of a lot of the time and um and, and if you're a writer you're on on your own I think I was at that at that stage in my life where I didn't really know what I wanted to do in the film industry, or what I could see myself doing or achieving. So I got a bit lost, and I worked, you know, I worked for a while in the in the industry, doing you know, running, um, working in at Granada Film, working at just just doing stints here here and there. I did a, did some running on a film, and I worked at Ari Media, and I helped out, you know, on on short films and, uh, and things like that. And then I just did a very a whole load of different jobs and different from work. Um, and all the while, I was kind of thinking about you know fine art and, and wanting to get back to that and thinking that if I didn't sort of do something with that then that would be a, a waste you know because it was something that I'd had enough encouragement and enough people saying um oh you should do that or that that's clearly something that to make me think that it was something I should take seriously you know and, and not squander it and not um and give myself at least you know allow myself the opportunity to to really go for it but that's the thing it's and I think you know I found it difficult to get to the point where I feel I can you know I can kind of own that or I can for for want of a better expression to kind of to embrace it and really go for it so you know I'm now at a stage where I'm that's what I'm doing you know and I'm I'm enjoying it you know (laughs) comes with its with its challenges of course it does it's I mean and and that and that's the thing it's not it's not like it's ever one stable Hey, I've discovered the secret to to to, be, to being creative, and and then because of course I think I think all the time that I thought I don't know maybe I'm maybe that's that's not common, but I think most people who make art go through periods of when they're full of uh, energy and you know they know what they're doing, and then they have days when they don't, you know. So I think it fluctuates, you know. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of artists definitely go through a. I guess just another roller coaster being an artist. Like there yeah. are days where you're heavily inspired and you just want to create and you can create. There are times yeah. where you can't create because you're just stuck. You don't know what to do. You don't know who you are. You don't know what your purpose is with your art. And I think it's, it's a very common thing. And actually, talking about work, let's get into your work. So, like, yeah, can you please yeah. describe your work for those who may not have seen it? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I would, I suppose, I would describe my work as being um, broadly speaking figurative, um, in, sort of in that in that tra- tradition. I'm quite a sort of a gestural painter, and I enjoy the paint. And so the the work it shows its construction. It's it, it you, you can see 
how it's been made, you know, or you, you, it, it's um, quite gestural, it's quite expressive. Um, it tends to be that I suppose the, the subjects, again, broadly speaking, sort of landscape, the figure situated in the in, in the landscape, but also the figure in domestic interiors, um, and they they tend to be sort of facing uh, away, or they're walking away in their their. Um, and I think that. The, yeah, they're, they're kind of they're, they're on the on the on the point of of going somewhere, or they're looking they're looking out to something, and they're, they're facing an, an uncertain future. That's not um, yeah. I, I, that's how I would I would I, I'd kind of describe it. I've painted quite a few sort of sea seascapes previously, um, and now I'm kind of painting a lot of quite a lot of landscapes, or a lot, a lot, a lot of the, the that's the that's the sort of setting for a lot of them is the, is the landscape. I, I did a sort of series of those of these diptychs during my MA, which I sort of started making, and they were kind of I suppose they were kind of referencing a kind of cinematic grammar, you know, the, the split screen thing. But that's not something that's that, that's kind of definitive of my work is just something that I was it, it was kind of a series of paintings that I was I was exploring that with you know uh, juxtaposing imagery but the, yeah I think um figures lost in landscapes is is, is is one way of describing it and and um I think there, there is much about uh, there's much about about the material as they are about or about the, the materiality of the paint so I would describe it as performative in the sense that they are they invite you to kind of contemplate them as art objects, as to to think about the way that they've been constructed and and how they were constructed, or how they were they were painted. So I want my presence to be there, that to come across, you know, and um, because I think there's there's the, the, it's the experience of making them as much as is a story, is its own narrative, as much as the the the, the object depicted. In a way, it's becoming more about the experience of making them. It, than it is about trying to portray a particular place. I think the two things are, are interconnected because so much goes on in, in, in the making of, of a piece of art, you know, a painting. I think it's that's what we're doing. I, I think as, as artists, we're, we are recreating from memory. You know, we, we have our memories of, of places, of people, of, and, and the things that kind of occupy our attention or occupy our minds. And and we, we, we draw upon all this, a whole, might be a whole diverse array of kind of source material and, and ideas that come from different sources. And we pull them together and recreate our vision of the world. You know, that's, you know it, could be, it could be a memory of something that happened to you or a place that you were or a memory of an experience that you had walking. I'm, I'm talking about, my, I suppose, how, how that works with, with me because I enjoy walking, you know, swimming in the, in the sea just sort of things that um kind of draw on and then when it comes to painting them I'm, I, I suppose I'm finding it, it it touches on ideas of whether this comes across I, I I don't know but it's it's because I there is an ambiguity in them but you know it, it's for me it's they're about nostalgia and recreation the, the sort of reliability of memory mortality I mean that's that's a, that's a kind of subject that a lot, a lot of people a lot of artists can can say their work is about because I think it does to one degree or another there is the mortality is a, a subject because you're you're making something that sort of stands against that that hopefully will will be your way of kind of immortalizing something you know whatever it is um but yeah so i'm really interested they said memory because i feel like yeah. because your work isn't quote-unquote realistic it's not it's not you know hyper realism or it's not even necessarily photorealism but yeah the way in which the images can almost seem like distant memories or kind of um, mm. uncertain narratives or they're kind of almost like these dreamscapes I guess if, if you want to call them that well I'm glad that came across that sort of 
something that you've picked up in them yeah yeah so personally i the kind of way you create the kind of work that i really love like it's it's not it's not realistic and it's not abstract it's just in the in-between um uh, a really good artist friend of mine called mark thompson once called it like the netherworld because it's neither oh, here yeah. nor there it's kind of that middle ground and it's the kind of work i really love because it gives yeah. you a hint of what you should be thinking about but it also doesn't give you any resolution to what you should actually be thinking about exactly yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it's just it's ambiguous enough for you to put your own thoughts and opinions on it but it's also about something it's pointed but not it's pointed yeah. to the unknown it's pointed to a question yeah. mark that you have to fill in yourself um yeah. and i'm kind of just like curious about the ambiguity especially like why create work that is that ambiguous yeah no that's a that's a really good question and um i mean actually i did I, I do sort of have reflected on that before like you know you, i say this is ambiguous and why do i what do I mean by that? So one one answer is, is because I don't want to pin my work down into a sort of straight jacketed meaning. I, I don't want it to be, you know, prescriptive. I, w- I want to open it up to an interpretation because I, I want them to come to the work and, and engage with it and, and reflect on it. Um, I want them to feel something, but I don't want them to necessarily, ha- you know, to, to, to give an easy answer because I think it's it's much more... All the work that I like, all the art that I like seeing, or that that, that sits with me, that that stays with me, is work that I'm that you know that I'll think about. Is stuff that is 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 work that isn't just easily you know um, packaged up or that doesn't just give you an easy easy answer. You know, um, so it's not trying to say that I, I I'm trying to make deeply cryptic work or that you know that needs to be kind of decoded or anything it's not about that it's just in i, I just want to uh, you know hopefully in, engage the viewer to think about things and to to appreciate it on on more than one you know layers of meaning from it um and i think that can come from different you know from from that that can emerge in different ways it, you know it can manifest itself in different ways you can have you know you can meaning can come from color but also by the way it's made you know the, the the physicality of the of the painting and um and uh, then the, the narrative of what's happening and the you know what 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 is going on and what what is represented or the ambiguity in if there's kind of that that collision of or, you know when i'm also intrigued by you know when you have that kind of uh, that meeting point of abstraction figuration when you when sometimes the decipherability kind of breaks down and figure it you, you can't easily resolve exactly what is going on you know so you have to to to, to uh so th- there's ambiguity in that sense you know um trying to kind of you kind of feel feel the the image but it's 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 it, it might still be you know you might still recognize it as a person and i was i was thinking actually just a, one example of that is is um matisse you know who's one of my favorite artists matisse um and there is there's there's do you, do you remember those do you know those those paintings he did called um it was like a, a series of red paintings of um harmony in red in 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 red um i think it was called the dessert harmony in red it was back in about 1907 or something um and, then so. another, and there's a, it's a beautiful well, I, I love it um and another, another one he did i mean I, lo- I love so much of his work but another one he did called the red studio i think it was l'atelier rouge um and it's basically both of them have this sort of this palette. It, it, this the composition is just saturated in red, but it's they're both of a, a recognizable space, a room, 
um, you know, taking the, the the desert harmony in red. It's just um, a table with fruit, and you know, you can see a a, a person, a, wo- a woman pouring. I think she's she's putting fruit down. I can't remember exactly what, but the the, the it, it's it's a, you know all of the, the the sort of the elements within the picture you could recognise. Um, so you could say, well, that's the, the, and, the, and there's a window over there, but it's but of course it's done in this kind of um, really kind of stylized, you know, schem- schematic way with the un- an unnatural sort of flattening of the perspective, which is kind of one of his characteristics of, you know, hallmarks of Matisse. Um, and and there's just, just reds just saturating the colour. So it, it forces you to kind of, you, you, it's like it forces you to kind of go, wow, that's, <laughs> you know, that, that that's, why has he chosen that? What's he saying in, in, in that, you know? Um, it's not the same thing as as a you know as a as a realist portrayal of exactly the same subjects. If if you have a, a you know if if you had a different treatment of the same exactly the same subjects, um, it it might not say well it would say something different, wouldn't it? But but um, but that that sort of illustrated for me that what art can do or you know what you can means of the choice of the palette of what how of how color can how color can communicate, you know. So in that example of the Matisse painting, you know, I've I felt like he was inviting me to not just think about a bowl of fruit or like a you know a, a domestic interior, but about what the an ordinary sort of but an ordinary thing is an ordinary subject is completely transformed. It's re, it's transfigured. It's, it, it's it's given this whole new kind of luscious kind of life. You know, it's it becomes this. It's almost, it's almost it's quite erotic in a way you know it's just it's just and and it, and, it, and it's beautiful i think you know um but you 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 sort of see what is is basically an ordinary subject or ordinary scene it's just this 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 room uh and a table laden with with fruit in a completely different way so that's interesting because it's like it's almost like you're saying that particularly in your work as well, especially, it's like you are highlighting the nuances of your life or experiences and kind of putting up uh, a magnifying glass to them and exploring them yeah. in like more of a wider way. Like you said, like swimming, for instance, and you said like walking. Yeah. And yeah. Like the landscapes in your work are very much kind of like places you would walk or, the, or you know, the seaside yeah. and the beach yeah. features a lot in your work. Yeah. And it's kind of almost like, it's almost like a self-examination through yeah. like misremembered memories, almost in yeah. a sense. Like it's yeah. kind of, it's almost like, and it's probably a cliche thing to say, but it's almost like a visual diary of yeah. of your life, just reframed from your perspective now. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a very good way of putting it. A reframe from my perspective now. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, I think, I mean, I, I work with a lot of photos, you know, fo- photo references, so um, as well as drawings as well. I mean, all of that kind of feeds into it, um, in, in, into what becomes a painting. I suppose what I'm what, what I'm also trying to do in in the painting is kind of it is it's it, it's sort of trying to to immortalize or capture or distill a moment from from my life. You know, you can only, you can only draw on your own on your own memories, of course, and yes. and and, uh, and so you and, and and then trying to find something, I guess, that that has a uh, although I don't know how much I'm I'm deliberately setting out 
thinking I'm going to try and find a universal <laughs> a, yeah. a thing you know because I think it's it's not sort of so deliberate it's just it happened you know it, it, I, I paint what I have to sort of paint what I want to paint or what I want to make otherwise I don't I think if I'm trying to make something if I'm trying to second guess then the moment you try and second guess what you should be doing then it then it's not why why are you doing it you know so I feel like um yeah I do often sort of mind my own life memories experiences and I often you know that they, they do tend to uh often, often feature my friends or you know um but not always because I'm trying to sort of just paint my friends or just I suppose I have a, a sort of emotional connection to my friends and that then sort of influences how I how I make the work I do also do do work that's based on on photos of you know people I don't know it just has to be a subject that kind of uh, you know sparks something an excitement in me and I, I think there's 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 often like a cinematic my background in film interest in film kind of feeds into that and, it, and informs how I come up with ideas for paintings and find the source material um yeah and so actually I'm kind of curious because one of the questions I've here is like obviously in your statement which I really liked by the way um, oh thank you, you oh the, the artist statement yeah you, so you, uh, you that's know. one of so actually that's one of the actually reasons it's actually one of the uh, ways I decide who to interview is by how they write about their work. Because I feel like oh. if you can write well about your work, I feel like you can talk well about your work. Oh, that's um, very... <laughs> great. Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah. it hasn't always worked in the past, but for the most part, it does work. Because like, I, if I read an artist statement, I'm like, oh, this artist knows what they're talking about. Or like, I look at their yeah. artist statement, I look at their work, and I'm like, I understand. I understand this work a bit more now. Yeah. I feel like they'll be good at talking about their work because it's oh, like, yeah. so that's the way I decide how who to interview for, for the most part, not always, but for the most part. Not always, yeah. Um, yeah. But in your artist statement, you said that your work is influenced by poetic and cinematic devices, references That's and right. sensibilities. Yeah, so I'm no. kind of curious, like, how do you use poetry, especially poetry, poetry and cinema as like a vehicle for your work? Thank you for asking me that, because I wanted to tell you, I wanted to sort of expand on that and elaborate, because I think I, I, I've often, something I've often talked about before, I mean, I've often said, you know, when asked about work, you know, well, I, I, I like, um, I am influenced by, by poetry. I love poetry. I write poetry, you know. Oh, wow. Okay from from time to time i've there are a few things i've written that are on my instagram account um but yeah i don't always publish it but i don't i mean i don't always put it on but i i, I put it on um on, on social media but um there are a few things on there poetry is, is something that I, I sort of discovered a love for at when i was at school again um around the same time i was kind of finding a, a passion for art and making art and at around the same time I, there was this creative writing group and school wasn't a place I particularly enjoyed a lot of the time. That particular school, um, I did. I had a pretty, t you know, I, I it, it was a tough time a lot of the time, and I wasn't very happy for for you know certainly the, for the first few few years there. Um, but art and English were a kind of creative writing was a kind of outlet. And uh, I'm talking about my sort of secondary school. Um, so I, I went, yeah. So, um, so anyway, I think you know, poetry for me is very. It has a lot of similarities to cinema. It has parallels to to shares a lot of qualities. I think with with cinema and parallels to fine up to to painting. You know, I think there are a lot of things that work. And I think that poetry is a very imagistic visual form of writing. It's a form of writing that allows you to express. Uh, and condense ideas and words in a very sort of highly stylized or uh, you, you know uh, um, concentrated way that makes people sort of think rethink think about things in a different way 
you don't always un understand them. You know, often they can be quite cryptic. Um, but then I read this book by Stephen Fry called The Ode Less Travel, I think it was called, um, which was a kind of guide to poetry. It's br a brilliant book if you're interested okay. in poetry, um, about The Ode Less Travel. Um, and where he kind of does it, a kind of a sort of it's partly like a um, a series of exercises or and an introduction to different poetic forms. So like you know the sonnets and the ballad and um, the limerick, etc., etc., etc. And all their differences, all their different sort of little the sort of different rules that they have for, for each different form. Um, and um, he said he said he said that they, they they don't have to kind of make sense. They don't have to you don't have to understand them. It's just, it's really just the, the pleasure in the language, or at least that's one of the things that it, it can really do is just in, uh, just allow you to just if you can, you can just appreciate it just for the use of language uh, and and the, the word sounds and there's a sort of sensual pleasure in that. I've written I've written down here. You know, you don't. It's not about understanding them. It's more about the direct force of the language and the use of words. And they can often hit you in in surprising, piercing ways, which capture something, an idea, a feeling, a moment, a memory, very precisely, um, uh, and in ways you might not have been expecting. And I think that that, that that's sort of similar to what painting can do. Or you know, painting can be poetic because it, you can take things and you know, in the way, in the, in the way that I, I described with the. Matisse painting you know that's sort of poetic to me uh and and so they, it's making you reappraise the world and again like with cinema so a great poetic example of that in cinema would be a, a poetic way of device is in the editing so so like in 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 the just take one example in in long um there's a scene where i mean it's a, well, an amazing film but like there's, there's that scene where there's a cut from i think it's a match going out Someone blows out a match. I don't know if you've seen the film, but and what it film cut, is it, sorry? Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, it's by, have, no, it's no. an amazing film. It's, it's, it's just, you know, it came out in about 1962. It's got Peter O'Toole in it, and and it, it yeah. was a it's a, cl it's a classic. It's an old, you know, but it's um, uh, you, you need to see it on the big screen. But it, it, there's a cut from someone blowing out a match to this amazing, spectacular kind of panorama. Uh, and that is so i remember just watching seeing that and it, and it being wow that's visually that's the most amazing you know to cut from this this kind of close-up of a, of, a, of a match being blown out to this sunset over this you know spectacular view um it said so much just in that one edit you know hmm. and that's the cinematic equivalent to what poetry can do in putting one word next to another word that's completely yeah. unexpected and that that jolts you, you know, because wow, what did, I didn't expect that. I didn't it sort of. So I think just in 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 you know, I, mean, I, I love reading poetry, uh, um, and I can get ideas from on a subtle level, just just sort of a line from a poem can spar a, a way of thinking about a painting. I love Keats, is it, is it, you know, there's that poem, an ode, ode on a Grecian urn, which I keep coming back to because I, I love the ideas in it, and I love the I love the language in it. But, you know, I guess contemporary poets, Larkin and, um, well, I say contemporary, but, you know, 20th century poets anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, Seamus Heaney and Auden among them. And, um, yeah, so I think um, it can be a line I, I could just take from, from from a poem or just having that that can inspire me to sort of think about how I might make a painting. Um, or Bob Dylan's music. I love Bob, Bob Dylan's music. And he's he's a poet in my in my mind and the way that he uses language and his, his lyrics yeah so that's yeah just just taking it and then I, because i sort of do from time to time 
write try and write my own stuff you know i try and uh i think the one can feed the other you know if, if, if i'm making a painting that might might lead to me thinking about a, a piece of writing and then so forth and then back again and and um in terms of the sort of cinematic influences i mean again when i'm thinking about the subject matter for paintings a memory of a film of, of a sequence in a, in a in a film will make me think oh that could that looks like that or that that could that references that and there were, i'm just thinking of like the the um with the with those seascapes that i made um i sort of had a whole series of what the kind of they were people at a beach and, and they were you know me, me me and my friends um in in the north sea and you know at uh the albrough in 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 albrough this town in suffolk and um seaside town in, in, in suffolk and uh, i think there, there were some of the images there some of the paintings that i made that were kind of based on that had the quality of a kind of war a war a world war ii film you know mm. and there's something there's something very dramatic and i think that that's what i i, I think i'm i'm trying to dramatize or i want to bring that in my that quality in my paintings of kind of dramatizing subjects that aren't that that are actually in real life they they might be mundane they might be they, they are you know often mundane or they're recreational things but i want to distill something some quality about them and transfigure them you know through the painting it is and it's interesting this you mentioned the seascapes or like the, the figures in the landscape the, yeah. the figures in the seascapes because like they're quite yeah. bleak they're very yeah. gray yeah yeah like, like the idea of like um like a what like a world war like a war film particularly like yeah, the yeah. colors are always muted the colors are always bleak it's always yeah. kind of like these very, very long much. stretches of horizon with like yeah. maybe like a solitary figure and like yeah. the idea of impending doom or danger and it's like yeah. your work doesn't encapsulate that very very well yeah. and i think that's interesting yeah. how you can take like the artistic sensibility from one medium and transfer it to another medium i think that's always really interesting yeah we we, we just have all this, all of this at our disposal you know we, we, we have so many different art forms that we can you know be inspired by to take into other art forms you know draw on for inspiration in in other art forms and yeah, I think um, it's yeah, sort of being a bit of a magpie and you know yeah. grabbing that one thing. So I always yeah. feel like you're only going to expand the current medium you're using if you look at sources outside of that medium. Because if you're just kind of yeah. looking at the same thing over and over again, if like let's say for instance you take inspiration for other artists and that's it, you're never yeah. really going to expand what art can be. I think bringing yeah. in different different elements from cinema, from poetry, especially poetry, fascinates me. The idea of writing. I like mm. words and imagery mm. are so fascinating because I have a huge yeah. interest in like words with images. Like I have a few yeah. friends over yeah. here that are like words and images together because they're interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like extends what the idea of art is. And I think you yeah. only really do that if you look outside of your medium and kind of bring in new ideas. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going to be doing the same thing over and over again as possibly other people. Yeah, exactly. You, yes, exactly. And you need to keep looking and keep open to other sources of, mm. of, of ideas from, from other media, you know. And uh, yeah, and I, I like the idea of cross, you know, cross pollination and yeah. working across different disciplines, and you know, and uh, and uh, I think they do, you know, it just it, they 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 each can feed into the other or inform the other one, you know. So it's just like expanding your visual vocabulary, you know, your resources that you have. So yeah, you have a really interesting painting style. You know, which we spoke about earlier, like it's kind of it's neither abstract and it's neither real. It's kind of that really nice, sweet netherworld middle spot where, like, netherworld, yeah, yeah, it's kind of just like it's very like imaginative, but it's also very considered. But I'm kind of curious, like, 
how do you approach artistic reality in your work? Like, do you consider each of your images to be, to kind of coexist in the same world? And do you consider your, your art to be like a different world? I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I do. I mean, I think because of the way that I paint, I'm quite sort of gestural and quite physical with the laying on of the paint and the way that it's made. So it does draw attention to its own construction. So in a way that I think that, that the works do kind of co- coexist in the same kind of world because they, because you can, you can sort of recognise them as having my painterly application you know the way that i make the paintings is quite performative so you can see the, the brushwork the marks i want those things to be kind of visible i want those that to be kind of parts of the work and i think that the work is uh, you know i'm glad that you kind of made the observation about the 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 way that it's not of the exactly of the real world it's not exactly they're not exactly real is they're not really realistic paintings they're not they don't belong to real they're not photorealism certainly not photorealism or hyperrealism it's not something that I'm, i i could do and it's not something i'm you know, I wouldn't have the, I don't have the sort of skill to do that. Hmm. Um, but it's not something that I'm, I'm interested in doing yeah. for myself. I admire those, that work, people who can do that. I think it's extraordinary. Um, but it's, 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 I, I just sort of always feel, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like it's not something I, I, I'm, for me, it's the material of the paint that I'm, I'm interested in as much as anything. So that is a subject in, in, in its own right, in a way. It's kind of, it's 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 that sort of uh, coming back to ambiguity again, or that that the point at which it in the kind of laying on of it in the in the application of it, what it's capable of expressing it, its own kind of language, you know, beyond the descriptive language of this is an orange or this is a this is a mountain, you know, hmm. because we understand what a you know what a mountain looks like, but I think painting has it has its own language, and it, and it and it, you know it's. Uh, capable of creating its own sort of meaning its own signs you know as it were and so that's that point where the kind of representational recognizable imagery kind of dissolves into ambiguous representation or abstraction and we can't quite resolve it and we're you know we're, we're kind of drawn into in, in, into that as you that's a good word for it netherworld you know uh and and, and, and dreamlike is another is another description that i like because that's I suppose that's that's what I'm trying to. That's one of the things I'm interested in. You know, the themes and the ideas, or the, are to do with memories and the and the re- recreation of memories and experiences from, from you know from 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 a from a certain perspective. That's elusive. Memory is elusive. Mm-hmm. Mem- you know, um, and so that's reflected in 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 the way in which it's painted. You know, I think we're. Uh, I like the idea of trying to capture something and hold it. Uh, at what point it becomes a, a distillation. You know. And that's why, for me, painting is a, a, a constant kind of um, process of inquiry to get to that point when, when I feel like it's cohering, it's holding together something. Uh, and and frequently it doesn't doesn't work. You know, <laughs> it's something I constantly kind of come back to. I mean, it's frustrating. I mean, you, I'm sure you you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, absolutely. And, and it's frustrating, but then we we keep going back and trying to perfected or trying to get to the point which it is distilled or does say what we, what we want it to say to answer that question yeah that's what my answer so the yeah. reason i ask that question is because yeah. well for a few different reasons really personally firstly it's just because like i feel, I feel like art is very interesting and the images that you, uh, you create as an artist becomes like their own world because artists are very much like world builders the whole idea is that like the, the imagery you're creating is not tied up to the real world whether it's realistic yeah. or not because even a photorealistic image is just an image it's like a photorealistic painting is still a painting. It's an object no. extracted yeah. from the real world, placed within the real world. So it's still its own 
Yeah. It's, it's his, you can tell that I did agree with a lot of theory, but it's his own. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's his own object within the world. It's it's kind of like it holds its own power. But it interests me because like as an artist, you are trying to create these objects because essentially you're creating objects for people to look at. But they're but they it's kind of like what they're placing in the world because they're of the world, but they're not part of the world. But they're also feeding back into the world. It's like a like a constant loop. But the painting isn't isn't itself. Yeah. It's a created thing, um, yeah. but it's of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's just something about the idea of like creating something that becomes its own south that yeah. intrigues me and, and I, I just think that's, that's something interesting about that like the idea of like photographic reality has always interested me so like the same yes. thing goes for art you're talking about ph- photographic reality because i'm you know i mean um so you, you're a photographer right you, you, yes you, exactly you, i mean the um one of one of the books um that i that i sort of i read which i you know uh certainly sort of uh resonated with with me and i, I think it was was you know that roland bath camera lucida which was one of his last, I think it was, was his last book. Um, and uh, this idea that he had these, these two ideas of the, of the, of the studium and the punctum in, yeah. in the, in the, in the, and this, this idea that, and, that, and it, this is, this is a kind of a theory he employed in specifically about photography, not, it's not really applied to, to painting, hmm. but it's, it's, it, it, it's tied in with, with an idea of mortality, I think, that the photograph was taken in it at a specific, specific time by someone, um, and that in that, in that we, we could recognise in the photograph a punctum, which is the kind of piercing point, right, that differentiates it, is that right, I think? Yeah. That yeah. The generalised thing that we can all understand, in, uh, which is the studium. So, so there's some quality within that, within a photograph, that arouses an, an emotional response or a, that pierces us in some way. And I think because my work, are, are a lot, in a lot of it, I am re- referencing or using photographs that I, I've taken. Again, not all, not, not entirely that I, they're not entirely my own photographs, but, but by and large they are. You know, it's finding something within that photo that I could call the punctum, that spark that that I'm drawn to and then think about wanting to recreate in a in a in a painting, yeah, to capture kind of a lyrical moment. Actually, what are your source materials like? Like what kind of source materials do you use and how do you choose what kind of imagery to to recreate or to uh redevelop? My source materials, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, um that's good. Yeah, because I mean um well my source materials, I mean, they tend to be you so like, you know, photos like photos are, are one of my source. So I use I do. I do, do use a lot of a, a, a lot of photos. So I do kind of go around with usually with my uh, phone camera, you know, just snapping away and and, and then and, and often thinking, well, how? Oh, I could use that. That could be. I could. I could see that working. So I work from those photographs, and, I, and I'll you know print them out. So I've got a hard copy, and then um, so I often also then kind of manipulate them or edit them in in Photoshop. For compositional reasons, or to heighten certain colours, if I if I if I want to do that, um, or to take things out. So there's a fair bit of like media, you know, sort of me- mediation that goes into it, um, but not not all the time. But I, you know, it just depends on what I'm what I want from that from that source image from that that reference, because I do tend to work from references as opposed to just going in working from you know from my mind it's a combination really because i think i need the source material at least at the beginning i need a reference that at the beginning to anchor the anchor the work and then also drawings you know um whether that's life drawing i do i do life drawing a fair bit just draw observational drawings and then drawings from the photographs 
then I then uh, so that yeah, th th those are the kind of source materials that I use. Yeah. So how yeah. did you use what kind of scenes to capture? That's 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 a really good question, and it's like you know how, how do I kind of choose them? And I sort of go through. I mean, when I when I'm sort of photographing stuff, I'm thinking of, of themes like isolation, seclusion, reflection, times passing, times transience. I'm thinking of these the, the, these things in everyday scenarios. You know, it could be quite a sort of a mundane thing, but it doesn't have to be anything that's particularly weighty or you know or anything um or, or overtly dramatic but you know like that I, I did these kind of I'm, I'm still doing a kind of series of works that are kind of based on a kind of town square near where I live in Deptford um so there's this pink kind of wall mural and I you know I pass this sort of almost every day when I go out onto the high street and it, and it's kind of like a sort of focal point in Deptford I mean it's because it's so it's visually it's this huge great pink wall mural um and and there's a there's benches there's a stone benches around with trees and things and um it's just quite uh you know you, you often see people just sitting around by themselves often uh and when the sun's out there's something this brilliant pink and there's this there's this figure just sitting there you know lost in their own world so that was i photographed that and i photographed a, a, quite a lot of scenes from from that of that sort of setting with different people in different sort of uh sort of attitudes of just you know postures and stuff and and uh and i thought well that well they could that could be an interesting subject for a painting so i, I took that and printed that out and then you and then and then worked that up into, into paint. and i've got like i've got about five or six different kind of works on that in that in that sort of uh on that subject um because I don't know why I, I can't really explain why that hmm. <laughs> why that does uh, you know but I I, I felt it, it seemed to resonate with with people who you know um, and it, and it, and it's just something about the the I think it's to do with the brightness of the the, the sort of the uh, sort of um, the color because it's such a sort of bold color it's. And and this kind of outdoors scene, and it's a it's an urban scene, but this but then there's this person just sort of in their own world. There's this kind of flamboyant sort of scene, and then there's this person lost in their own world, and that that interested me. So that's that was that was just just to take one, and then with with other ones, I mean like the I, I sort of I go back through the phone or look, look at the phone, and I think that would that that can work, and I I'll I'll cut it, crop it, you know, if it needs that. You know, sometimes I just because I, I've got a folder that I just put all all of the stuff I think could be photo references for for paintings into, so I can just go back and then look through it. So sometimes I don't I, I forget that I've got these these images that I've, that I've yeah. taken. I go back and I find I find ones like oh my god, and and I, I revisit the same images because I think you can you can still mine you can mine the same subject and get make a completely different painting. You know, oh of course yeah, because your life experiences have changed and you've, you're you as a person have changed. So exactly. your, approach, your approach to a subject like a year from now would be completely different as it was like five years ago. Exactly. Because you're, you're a very different person. I think that's really? a really good way of, of considering like a subject. And because sometimes yeah. people don't want to like, maybe they don't approach the same subject twice, but it's like, absolutely. Because yeah. it would always be different because you're always different. Exactly. 
absolutely yeah yeah you exactly and that's that's because we are always changing aren't we we're, we're, we're yeah we're, our experiences are things that we're going through uh change our view our view of things and uh you know our, our, um... it's interesting to me because i feel like a painting like unlike a photograph a painting is um a time-driven process so like yes. you choosing a certain scene to 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 paint it's like that's a choice that's a choice yeah. this is something i'm going to spend my time on whereas the yeah. first graph you go there you press the shirt yeah. you leave exactly. that's a very dumbed down version but pretty much what you do no, no, but, no. It's, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind yeah. of like with a painting you spend you know hours days months possibly years mm. focusing on this one still image mm. that may or may not mean anything to anybody which is interesting so i kind of want to yeah. ask you the question of like what does a painting do that a photograph doesn't do what does a painting do that a photograph doesn't? And that's the that's the thing. You can't. I mean, the, it, I think it, it is the time element. It's a time based medium. In a painting, things are slowed down. You know, it's a cons- very much a constructed thing. I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's undergone so, several processes. Of course, a fo- photo, you know, comes into being because of a process, mm-hmm. but it's obviously a very different yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, like you say, like a, sh- a shutter release, but um, it, it it it's. That's how that image is made. But with a but with the image of a painting, you're, as you say, you're taking lots of choices. You're making lots of choices. You're assembling all your equipment, and you're spending time building up layers of paint, usually. Uh, and you, you might, you might, you know, in my case, I'm often um, making the stretching the canvas and priming wow. the canvas as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like because I like to try and I don't always do that, but I like to try and be involved in every every kind of stage of it. Because then if I'm you know, if I've actually assembled the stretches and stretched the canvas and primed it, then I feel invested in it, you know, sort of it. Yeah. Right from the set end of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, not just that, though, that's a, a really good skill to have, though, for both yeah. yourself and for the artist, but also just the idea of, like, you can then create custom pieces that are very different from other people. It's not just, oh, I'm going to paint on the standard square canvas or paint on the yeah, standard yeah. size canvas. It's like you can create something yeah. different for yourself because of the knowledge you have. I think that's actually really clever because it gives you the advantage of, of being able to say, your, like, even if your work isn't necessarily quote unquote unique, like the way in which you present it can be. And I think more often than not nowadays, I think the presentation of work is just as important, if not yeah. possibly more important than the work itself, because there are a lot of talented artists out there, but everyone yeah. isn't presenting their work in the same way and it's not being considered in the same way. So I think that's actually yeah. a huge advantage you have then if you if you have skills like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, when I was at City and Guilds, I did I did the I, I tried to uh, learn um, because they have these wonderful workshops there. You know, they have a wood workshop and and uh, you know um, metal workshop and sculpt uh, you know sculpture room and um, so yeah. So so I I, I did try to I, I I did a workshop in in making stretches and, and and things and and making a frame as well making frames. But it's not something um, you know. I, I don't actually at the moment anyway. I'm not. I'm not actually cutting the stretches myself. But yeah. I, I do assemble them myself. I do stretch the canvases myself. And I prime them. You know. So that's yeah. That that that's it, which is I know I I could just cut, save time and just uh, you know, <laughs> just 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 buy in the you know yeah. buy the ready and ready thing. But there's, there there is a, there, there is a kind of pleasure in being able to just do that you know do, just 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 uh, make up the stretches yourself yeah like for me I feel, I feel like a few different things i feel like first i feel like there's such a good idea to have it like an additional skill that is related to your work but also can be mm. integrated within your work i think that's really really interesting it gives me yeah. um 
a curiosity about like oh so like you know it's kind of it just makes you think like oh okay so you're interested in learning different skills which, which says to me that you'd yeah. be interested in learning other different skills that would improve your painting or improve the way yeah. that you approach your painting but yeah. secondly it also goes back to earlier what we we're saying about art education like this is also one of the benefits of art education yeah is that when you do a foundation you get to experience everything so yeah. you get you get the the ability to do that because i was going to say like nowadays like outside of education like having any kind of like woodworking or metalworking workshops is, is going to be hard to come by without paying a lot of money you know these Absolutely. skills aren't yeah. easily picked up but you can watch youtube sure but you need the space and the time and you yeah. don't always have that particularly outside of like a nine-to-five job so like the idea of like having the time to be able to just to create and do stuff and learn stuff is also very valuable as well not just the time Absolutely. to paint but the time to learn additional skills Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, that's an, exactly another reason and absolutely ringing endorsement for an arts education because, you know, these, those, those, all of those skills, you know, are, are extremely useful, extremely, um, yeah, helpful in, in being an artist, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's a huge benefit to have those. So I was ask you about the balance of figures and the landscape in your work, because what I really love mm-hmm. is that your work contains both, but they're quite... Oh, yeah. It's quite like an equal measure. But there was, I think it was Cindy Sherman, but I might be wrong. But I remember in her entire film still series of work, um, she was talking about the idea of using herself in the landscape and how she wanted to make sure there's a balance between her and the landscape. And it kind of made me consider like within your work, like like how do you balance the figure of the landscape? And do you consider one of them to be more of a focal point? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, I am drawn to the figure, the human figure. Ever since I, did, I first did life drawing when I was at school, I mean, that I remember that being a sort of one of those moments when, because we were the first year that were allowed to do life drawing at school. Was, I think they hadn't really done life drawing or they hadn't done the nude figure, you know. Hmm. Um, and, and we were about 16 or 17 years old. And, um, but that was a um, just having that experience of being able to draw from, from observation of a real, actual human being in, in front of you sitting there is is there is something that 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 you know it's it's sort of it doesn't compare you know that that the photograph can't a photograph of of a person doesn't compare to the real person in front of you that it's that there's something the immediacy of 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 an actual living breathing human in front of you especially if they are uh, without you know um without their clothes on is 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 is, is that there's something sort of you're you're maybe it's because you're confronted with your, your your you know the, the human condition the, you know you're, you're confronted with the what it is you know I, that's me as well you know um, we're, we're and and then you start to so in a way it's quite moving in a way I think um there's a, something to do you know I suppose it's it reminds you of your that we are what we are you know that we're mortal creatures and so I think yeah so the, so the, so the figure is a as a as a kind of subject as a starting point um I think it's 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 how I can anchor my work, you know. And the figure in the landscape, I mean, I think I suppose I yeah, I would start off with the figure being a a focal point. But I think I'm extremely inspired by by landscape, you know, by by my experience of being in 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 landscape of one kind or another, whether it's the mountain, was trekking in the mountains, or whether it's uh, you know uh, being by the sea or going on long, long walks. Um, you know with 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 friends in the country and um so in a way I, I might start off with the figure but then in my kind of representation of the landscape the two become entwined really because they the landscape can 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 be i want i want the it's like i want the landscape to have a kind of i feel about the landscape as if it's as if it has a kind of almost a, a living presence you know 
Hmm. Um, and so uh, I, I think um, also I like the I think I'm drawn to this uh, this idea of the immensity of landscape and how we can be how hu- the, the, the human in relation to landscape can be kind of uh, overwhelmed or you know can be this this idea of scale you know and that also yeah. just on a visual level on a visual aesthetic way can be quite a dramatic um idea so you know i think that there's a sort of vulnerability about the figure in in nature in the landscape but it's also something that's quite um you know when you when you see that figure kind of surrounded by by the elements and we we yeah uh how we how we understand ourselves through landscape how we relate to the landscape we have a lot of sort of uh you know we are creators we, we, we human beings are, are, are sort of we, we understand ourselves we, we have a conception of ourselves unlike i uh, you know uh, pretty much as, as far as we know uh, other as, as a sentient species um and so we're, that's that's what, what makes us. That's why we are artistic. Or that's one of the, you know our, our our ability to be artistic is a, is a sort of function of our humanness. You know, is our is our way of trying to make sense of our place in the world um, and our relationship to to the to the landscape. Why we're here and all of those you know those kind of questions that we ask ourselves. So I just think there's something there's something quite sort of moving and at some level about the human in this natural landscape of which he is a part or she is a part you know and or they are a part um uh, yeah i'm drawn to that as a subject um and I, I i you know i think um that's partly why in, in some of my works the the landscape kind of it's becoming more my, my work my work is sort of there's, there's a tension between the abstract and the, and, and the figuration and i think for some paintings i've done where where the the human is the the figure is kind of almost getting lost in in the landscape, becoming you know, abstracted into the landscape. Yeah, that's interesting because the landscapes themselves are like landscape, like landscapes and paintings generally yeah. Um, yeah. are always really interesting because yeah. you know landscapes are a place in time. They're like a space. They're like the space that we yeah. occupy. It kind of yeah. gives us a lot of thought to think about like how we utilize space and the way mm. which space is you know either commodified or it's it's kind of our own or it's public or it's private yeah, i kind of yeah, i'm kind yeah. of like just curious like are there any kind of spaces or like landscapes that you'd like to actually create work about or kind of have your figures within that you haven't yet oh see that's a really really good point um yeah and that's really good obviously what you were saying about the how, how it's commodified as well because it's, yeah. it's one thing there are so many artificial spaces that we've that we create you know uh and that we that we sort of uh that we that are become property you mean other other kind of environments or other landscapes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm not not that I can really think of. I mean, I'm 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 interested in all kinds of, you know, the mountain. You know, is it is it is it is it is it, is, a, is, a, is, is one that I'm kind of that kind of setting. One that I'm kind of bringing into my work um, a bit quite a bit because I've been doing quite a lot of. Um, walking in the mountains or you know uh the so cool. trekking and stuff but yeah well I, went, I, I had this brilliant amazing trip in uh um uh, in 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 nepal about um was it i think it was last month oh yeah no, of course yeah of course i know you said yeah i told you no yeah and yeah. um 
and that was incredible. It's like I, I went away for three weeks. Never, I'd never been to Nepal before, and um, always wanted to. And it was just, a, it was, a, a, I, I, I loved it, and I'd love to go back there. Um, but it, but I, I went there. You know, one, one of my main reasons to get, for going was to do this trek because I really wanted to, to uh, just go, go on, a, you know, go on, ha, have a two weeks of just where the, the, the. It was a, it was a kind of a, you know, uh, a day by day. You just get up and you go walking, and then you get exploration. You just get explore, explore a different environment. It, 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 exactly, explore a different environment, and it was yeah. extraordinary. I just, I loved it. I loved it, and, it's, and, it, and uh, I was every day was like, oh god, yeah. you know, it's just, uh, and and I, so I took loads of photos from from that, yeah. and yeah, I'll be, I'm going to be using that in, in my in new work, you know, so. So I wanted to resume by talking about the diptychs that you created for your MA. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of ask you, like, because there are certain images like Tree Man and, and Reminisce, yeah. where, like, you know, where does the idea of diptychs come from? And kind of how do you think that these images are read differently to your other work? I'm glad you asked me about that, because um, it was something, you know, that I want, I want to kind of explore further and get, you know, I, I decided I would I would sort of experiment with diptychs because it, it was born out of frustration because I, I seemed to be hitting a brick wall with what I was doing at, at City and Gill's art, uh, art School. And it was like sort of the end of the end of the first term. And I wasn't, I don't know, I guess that, that's what happens. Sometimes you just, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You, you can't sort of figure out what your subject is, what you want to say. And I think um, for me, part, part of what was brilliant about my time at City and Gill's uh, was that they did try to encourage us to to do a lot of self reflection, um, and it was it was almost you know as, as much about sort of I mean everyone might be might have been at different stages and they you know you know might have known exactly you know exactly what they wanted to do. Was well, some people might might have felt have felt like they knew what they wanted to do more than others, um, um, but I suppose you know it was a process of self discovery um and i think art art anyway for me is a constant process mm. of of self discovery and self inquiry um but um you know it was it was a, a it was structured in, in such a way that it, that there was regular kind of critical analysis and uh you know whether that was in tutorials and, and uh group, group tutorials or um individual tutorials and in seminars and uh, you know, we would do presentations um, and and constantly be kind of sort of asked to sort of search within and to sort of to think more deeply about our work and, and what drives us to make work. You know, at this uh, early, fairly early on during the year, I was, felt like I'd sort of um, I, I was trying. It was like I was going through. A, I was kind of going trying to figure things out. So I thought a way of kind of activating something a way of uh, uh, sort of taking it it's like a cut and splice te technique it's a bit editorial technique simply juxtaposing one image next to another image that is apparently un unrelated or, or maybe un unrelated uh creates a kind of hybrid and produces a you know provokes a reaction and hopefully invites the viewer to sort of make a connection between those images and even in in me you know um trying to trying to see what that kind of what that elicited in me what that what kind of a reaction that that uh you know working with my own own images uh own sort of photographs and things um you know making kind of narrative or subtly narrative connections between them and it goes back to this kind of interest in poetry and and, and the sort of this sort of cinematic grammar about you know it i suppose Taking very simply, 
those two images put together are almost a sort of reminiscent of a kind of split screen montage mm -hmm. in a film. Um, yeah. And so, as I say, as I probably mentioned before, a lot, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of my influences are, cine are from cinema because I, I studied cinema, film and yeah. love film, and so consciously or unconsciously, that there's, there's, there's that's sort of in my vocabulary, or it's in my it's you know something I'm drawing on. Um, and I think anyway, you know, it just it's ent entered our kind of consciousness, hasn't it? Because we, it's part of massive part of our sort of our, you know cultural life. Um, so it's something that we can draw on, as well as all of the the imagery that we have from fine art, from you know art history. So we've got all this available at our fingertips. Yeah, I just, it was literally just just wanting to put the, these two things and see what see what kind of story that said or what that provoked in me. You know, so I, I with uh, reminiscence, I think was the was one you you mentioned yeah. uh, was one of the early early sort of ones I tried, which was basically just it was a photo of of, of me, a sort of throwaway photograph, you know, just uh, of me in an in sort of domestic interior setting, um, put next to a, a photo I'd taken out of a, a rainy train window um, one day. And it was completely, you know, there, there were two different, completely different times. And and I'd sort of tweaked that. I'd sort of, in Photoshop, whatever, I'd, I'd, I'd edited that one of the sort of, you know, uh, ramped up the um, the contrast and everything and, and played around with the lighting with that rainy train. So it was quite an abstract image, um, but it was it was definitely, a, you know, from a, a, a real world thing. It wasn't sort of just, it wasn't just, uh, you know, me pouring them. Um, Ink, ink everywhere and you know it was it was a yeah. photograph of something but it had an abstraction about it and i like and i like that in contrast to this kind of it was just just a relationship between the two things in the kind of color environments because in the interior where i'm sort of sitting it's actually me sort of sitting um completely unposed really i was just like looking down looking a bit preoccupied and it's quite a low lit room and the color was kind of similar to the that there were comparisons you could make with the Kind of abstract, rainy, but that was an exterior. So you had the exterior and the interior, and I just like seeing what the what the two play, how the two played off each other, and was was the figure me thinking about the rainy, the, the, this rainy abstraction, or you know what what's going on? So it was just something that, that enabled me to kind of to access something because I think what I was trying to get to was a point where I could almost like give myself permission to be the painter I wanted to, to, to paint in the way that I wanted to paint, which is, which is expressively. Now, whereas previous prior to that, I had felt I'd like sort of hamstrung or I felt like I, I'd kind of um, tied myself up with kind of restraints that I didn't need to, that, that I didn't need to hold. I think, you know, um, that, that I, I, I was, I was painting pictures of, I was trying to find my trying to find a subject matter which gave me a vehicle to use the paint to express the paint in paint, uh, because as, as I've said before, you know I think for me the subject is almost equally the paint as it is the object the yeah. the, 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 the the reference. So the paint becomes the and the way that I paint becomes the subject as much as anything. But it tends to be rooted in the in the physical, you know, it's of the world. So. Um, in figurative Im figurative imagery, so that that I think that that was my con that was my struggle at, at that at that at that point was to was to try to find a, a way of allowing myself to paint in a in a in the way that I wanted to, uh, if, if that makes sense. You, have you have you have you experienced this where you kind of 
you're running out of ideas or you're not you're not in a you're, you know it's it's not flowing you know i'm sure yeah, so great. You need, but you need to make a change from what you do to kind of understand what else you're interested in within the same kind of subject matter and i think for artists and art i think because you want to kind of stick to figurative work or at least kind of like the human condition and kind of like the psychology behind you know human interaction for instance i think trying to figure out what to paint is extremely hard because it's like you, you can paint anything but it's like but what are you actually interested in you know that's it there's every every available there's every available yeah. idea you know and and so it's but you have to i think it, it, what it comes down to is is and this is another thing another remark or comment that a, a, a tutor made to me that sort of struck a you know that i thought oh that's a yeah just you know bear that in mind because it, she i think she said um you know well it's you just have to find the thing that fuels your desire to paint you know to, that fuels your what are you trying to say so, so it's about sort of almost identifying that's half the battle in a way um it's like you're wearing the wrong clothes or you know you're if you're, trying to, if you're trying to paint in a way that isn't reflective of you or you know that was perhaps a bad <laughs> no no that's a great yeah because it's like forced yeah and it becomes like in um inauthentic and it becomes very like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it but you don't necessarily enjoy it whereas in, as an artist exactly. you want to enjoy it you're putting a lot of time and effort and dedication into it you have to enjoy yeah. it if you don't enjoy it it doesn't come across in the it's like yeah. it's sort of and i heard someone describe it a bit like love you know that, and i like that sort of analogy that that it is like you know if if you don't love it if you don't if you don't if you don't if you don't if you're not enjoying it then it won't translate in, in into a good piece of work i don't think yeah because i think i think it's like if, if it's forced then it's yeah th- th- there's a there's a kind of uh, contrivance about it and then it becomes very tortuous and um and and so i think that's for me that's kind of like that's my that's my my body telling me something or communicating to me if if ever i find myself going oh god this is like a grind i'm grinding through this is shit you know this is yeah. I, I hate it so much why am i doing why am i and and i've, I've done that before where i've where i've kind of been worked on a painting thinking this is absolutely shit i hate this why am i doing this i know i don't want to paint like this this is this is rubbish why am i sort of almost tormenting myself to you know what am i trying to prove you know mm. and i know when it's flowing when it's loose when i'm when i'm when i'm, when I'm it's me speaking you know when i'm i'm saying what i want to say or yeah. expressing it and, and but i mean that's that's half the battle i think that's half of the half of the struggle and and so i think so much of it in order to get to that point i mean obviously there's 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 all this you know there's lots of things and lots of sort of um hurdles or lots of things you get better at hopefully as you as you as you as you go on but you know just things like just the there's the technical you know can you do this but then there's 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 so much of it is knowing what you want to say or what are you trying to do you know and why and why you know what's the what's the motive and and even if you don't know then that could be the that's the sub you know that's the thing maybe it's just your but sort of understanding that and sort of owning that i think seems to help i think and I and I think I you know a touch wood I've got better at that. <laughs> I feel like artists always know what their work is about. They just may not know it consciously. But I feel like yeah. subconsciously they do because you're the one creating the work. If you didn't know what's about, you wouldn't be creating it. There's yeah, something. Yeah. There's something. There's some question. There's some topic. There's some kind of um, conversation you want to have through your mm. work, which is why you're creating it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I agree with you. I feel like artists should definitely take the time to. To really sit down and actually think about what it is they actually are saying through their work, yeah, and also yeah. is that what they actually want to say? And like, do they line yeah. up? 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's absolutely true. And um, yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I, I do keep singing City and Gills's praises. It's like I'm an ambassador for. But I I, I really had a good a, a great year. There. You know, I, I really I, I like that that group of people and learned a lot. And um, another thing that we that we were sort of encouraged to do a lot was, you know, it, it was to uh, write these kind of what are they something they call self-reflective forms you know mm. and everyone i think everyone was like oh god yeah because you have yeah. to, there was a, it's almost like a requirement but i did and i did find them a bit a bit of a chore but then i, I but then i i found them useful actually and i and i still you know I, I i do still try to i don't actually fill out the forms but i do try and sort of try and answer the questions on those forms because they yeah. would be really kind of pertinent and and you know questions that you think god how do i answer that because because it's I, I think there was things like you know well first of all it was like it was about six or seven questions but there was things like well describe if describe what the piece of work looks like um uh if if, if you know if you couldn't see it well you know if, if, if the person if you're trying to just describe it to someone who can't see it and then um you know what materials have you used and what's the composition and so forth you know and then uh, what and then it then then sort of like why have you used those materials why have you chosen to use oil paint you know uh, and then and, and that's the sort of thing I, initially i thought god i never i didn't really think about really give it much thought as to why i used oil paint more than i did say acrylics or whatever um and what is it because everything sort of every material uh does carry meaning doesn't it everything everything has a and properties and its own qualities and everything so but yeah things like that and then and and then you know what do you think is is successful about it and what isn't successful about it and i, I think sort of i did trying to identify things that uh, that weren't successful were, were was almost as useful and valuable as oh, yeah. saying what was you know absolutely i think that's i think that's kind of the issue i think a lot of artists face today if they have an online presence only they don't get enough critical feedback of their work to really kind of understand it from all angles i think it's very easy to be like oh this image has gone viral great people are buying it that's mm. great because that's what you want but it's like you also need to reflect upon what is the message in it that is drawing people to buy it mm. you know i think yeah. you know i have a few artist friends who are amazing artists who have who are at the very much at the start of, of great careers but i feel like they just need to have a little bit more kind of critical analysis of themselves in terms of like how does their work impacting people like what is it saying and why are people interested? Because if someone's interested in your work, you want to know why at the end of the day. Selling it is great, and obviously you want to do more of that, but you want yeah, to know, yeah. you know how you, you can kind of bolster that. Yeah. yeah. Like how you can put that in the next piece of work and, and how you can kind of expand a conversation that people are already having about your work, you know? Because in that way, because, you know, I think with, with uh, checking it online, like your audience grows as much as you do with your work. And I feel like maybe if you create a piece of work that people love, you want to kind of expand a conversation that the work has to more people to create different kind of work. And like maybe your, your body of work will go in a different direction because yeah. it's the audience is, has just as much input as you do, you know, as you do as the artist. Absolutely. I know and that's just an interesting consideration in terms of like, you know, analysis and kind of looking at your work is very, very, very important, I think. I agree. It is like a dialogue between you and the and, and the audience and the yeah. viewer. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to be able to um, understand why why it's connecting and what yeah. it's saying. And you know, sometimes you don't you don't. You, you, I mean, it's like it's it's difficult because I suppose sometimes you know, 
because it's a visual medium, because it's a it's a visual language, it's not a verbal language. Sometimes you don't want, you know, you, you almost feel well. It says what it because it's because it's a painting that it's yeah. It messages yeah. communication. Have baths, of course, if you can, if you can kind of try and, um, you know, try and try and express express what you're trying to say in that. Then it, I think it's just it's just all part of enriching, you know, and it, it's an enriching enriching to sort of think about it in that way i think i think about the work and um but yeah i mean the, so you know the diptychs were i mean it's something i want to do more of because i find i find it an interesting process i just find it an interesting interesting way way of approaching work you know and just having just setting up these juxtapositions and it's not it's not it's not that i necessarily understand it's not like with the diptych of the of uh, uh, reminiscence um that i'm i know exactly what i'm it's not prescriptive it, it that i'm i'm saying that there is a, a definitive story here because that's part of the part of the thing i want to invite the part of the appeal for me is is invite is, is that it's open mm. to interpretation and i also want to it, it, it's also part of it's what i sort of wrote about in my dissertation was you know, an, an attempt to kind of understand what, what my practice and understand uh, how it had kind of evolved since I started the the, the MA and uh, what kind of changes it had undergone by the end. Um, and I guess my work is an, a sort of interrogation of of, of um, representational painting or, you know, ha what representational paint painting is. It's just that my methods of of working now you know have changed you know but i'm 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 i like you know basically i i'm an expressionist you know i i, I like the material of the paint so if i find a subject that i connect to it's making the communicating meanings through the paint that goes beyond what the reference is so it's it it, it kind of originate it might originate in a photographs but the it's it's what that kind of what happens to that when i paint it and express it in paint and um and, and it's like paint has its own language and i think because i'm i'm quite a sort of physical uh, the, the way that i apply the paint you know is quite a, very much about the body about the sort of you know it's about that's why i like life drawings it's, it's hmm. so you know, so much right um it's quite physical it's gestural it's expressive um and so the movement and the the movement of the brush the way that the, the paint is applied the the mark making all of that sort of all of that has its own kind of language beyond the form the reference that it's trying to uh, represent figurative references i'm kind of transfiguring them or you know re representing them through the language of paint of the, of the mark making and that's what's interesting to me is, is how you take stuff from the real world and then remake it you know you sort of because the mark making and the, and the, and the brushstrokes have a language all of their own and that's what interests me but, it, but it's sort of that point where the kind of description of the object becomes kind of dissolves and becomes it becomes something else you know and, and there's a borderline of abstraction and figuration and and so you're so the, so the viewer can kind of experience the work as a physical object, as a, a you know to, to sort of feel the intensity of the, of the way that it was made. And so that way, it's a kind of self-portrait, you know. Which I think a lot a lot of kind of modern art. Does that make sense? Do, 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 it do does, you... but it makes me kind of think about like. So, do you think that your work is better seen in person then? Um, oh, that's a, that's a good that's a really good point. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's, but I mean, 
Because you mean you're you're there to then look yeah, at the cause, yeah because you're talking about like the physicality of the object and the way yeah, it's made yeah. and, and kind of like appreciating the the piece of of work as an object as well as just a painting or an yeah image. yeah yeah but the problem yeah. is that like online you won't see that it's very flattened you know you don't yeah. see the brush strokes you don't see the mark making no. you don't see the time well, you don't you don't exactly you don't see it in the same way you can't possibly because it's it's a digital you know mm. yeah. um so. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a digital version, isn't it? But um, I, I mean, you can get some idea, but you, yes, it's not the same thing as being as being there. So I think, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just think that you know, my, my better work is kind of expresses is 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 where I'm I'm achieving that. You know, with a diptych work, you know, that's like throwing it up for me, kind of just interesting juxtapositions, and you know, almost, and it goes, and that's a kind of poetic device, you know you know putting one one word one sort of word next to in a poetic terms what 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 one word that's um next to another that's completely um you know you wouldn't think of and in, in, think to put yeah. next to one and then yeah. create you know i mean i was just i'm just thinking of a uh, there's a, a wh warden poem which i uh which i love now because i can't remember the the name of the it's i know i think it's lullaby there's, there's a poem called lullaby where, where he, he talks he just uses this extraordinary image i don't know if you, if you do you know that poem at oh, all no no um can, can i just just look it up and then just read yeah, your line yeah go right ahead thank you oh yeah this is from the second stanza soul and body have no bounds to lovers as they lie upon her tolerant enchanted slope in their ordinary swoon grave the vision venus sends of supernatural sympathy universal love and hope and this bit here this, this this line now while an abstract insight wakes among the glaciers and the rocks but the hermit's carnal ecstasy so while an abstract insight wakes among the glaciers and the rocks so i, I just love that i did you know it's it's such a kind of extraordinary kind of to me that seemed like an extraordinary thing because it's uh it's it's so you've got the, the kind of concrete image of the glaciers and the rocks but then he's talking about this abstract uh, an abstract idea and yeah. and that's and it's just it's just quite a sort of uh, a, a bold kind of uh image that comes to mind you know that's actually a really good example of like of like you talk about your work in terms of like the thing in front of you is like physical it's there you can no. see it but the ideas are not there the ideas are abstract the ideas are around no. it that's a yeah. really good parallel to that actually because you're right yeah. like you have a visual reference but also the, the what they're talking about is abstract like yeah. that's a that's actually a really good example i appreciate you, you actually oh, no, thanks, reading that. that's actually really cool cool yeah thanks it is yeah no i mean i just I, I, you know that was just one poem by him that i really liked and there was another one i think it was called as, as i walked out one day which is one evening which has got some absolute absolute belters and <laughs> real gems in there yeah in terms of the imagery yeah so uh, do you ever worry about repetition of ideas and kind of imagery as you create new work um no <laughs> okay. um I just sort of think about it. Um, no, not really. I mean, I, 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 um, I do think that about repetition of ideas. I mean, I think because I've, I've done that, I've, I have done, I've, I've repeated, I have, I've kind of made the same. No, I haven't made. I've made a painting from the same subjects, the same source yeah. reference. Okay. Um, and because, and precisely because I want to sort of defy the idea that 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 you that you that you the repetition is unimaginative or uncreative because i think actually it, it can be very creative you can find new things in in you know because it's not you're not making the same picture you're just using the same source 
you'd hope that you when you do it again you've you've you find something else in that image and you find something else that you manage to sort of finesse it in some way or uh, or get to just get to something that you hadn't seen arrive at some kind of truth that you hadn't kind of found earlier in, 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 in an earlier iteration and and i think um because I, re I remember on the, on the foundation um the, the foundation i did you know um at city lit um, this is you know years and years ago but um it was uh, we we one of the exercises we 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 had to do was a kind of drawing exercise and we had to we had to do something like 100 drawings of um, of the same object so we had we 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 were, we were asked to bring an object into the into the class and then just make 100 drawings of the same thing uh, and i think that that was like the day it took about a day and you would just sit yeah. down and you know and then you would, you would, you would there, was, there was kind of various um rules so you would do 10 drawings and in biro or something like that and then and then you would do different timings and what there might be like five in in, in five 30 second drawings i say two one minute ones or whatever you know and then yeah. just uh, and then two and then you would do a few that went without looking and uh, but it was just i think the whole purpose of it was to encourage you to kind of think and and and, and sit, sit, really look constantly you're you, you and so by the time you've done like the hundredth drawing of in my case it was a toy soldier then you know that toy soldier in inside inside out you know and 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 you you you've kind of um you you've you found things in it that you would never think you know it's just a, a very tricky object as well <laughs> yeah like, like that's tricky because that's just it yeah that has dimension and it has a lot of detail as well yeah, it's a tiny little, you know, about that yeah. thing. Yeah, but yeah, but I just I just remember that. But I think you know, I've I've done, um, you know, I, yeah, I definitely have I've painted the same thing, and almost because I almost wanted to do that anyway, just because I I felt well, the last, the first time I did it, it didn't work out so well. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. So I want I want to do it, and so I can, you know, uh, I I think because I think you're just constantly everything is a rehearsal, everything is is. Um, you know, you, you you just learn something from 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 every time you do, you do something, you sort of learn and understand it better. I think, um, and of course, you might get bored with the with the, you you might not find a connection with that subject, so you just then I wouldn't come back to it. But you know, I think if like like we were talking about, you know, if you if your heart's not in it, or you you find that you're yeah. kind of you're you're, you're uh, it, it, it's forced, then that for me is the alarm bells of you know the alarm bell from previous experience don't carry on just drop that and do something start something new you know um yeah. but i i've i've done like the one of my ma paintings that i did i thought at the time oh, that was you know that it was all right but i subsequently really didn't like it i, I just I, I i sort of thought there's so many things i felt i found fault with you know i i just wish i hadn't shown it but you know i chalk, chalk it up to experience and and yeah exactly and you know i i liked some of the things i i was pleased with a couple of the things i i, I showed but but there was there, there were a few that I, that I think you know would have would have done differently and so i've i've, I've reworked one of them i've, I've i'm um, happy with it you know That concludes the first part of my conversation with John Hayward Reddington. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com. Get in touch via social media sites such as Twitter and Instagram. 
Fine Football Podcast can be found on a variety of websites such as Spotify, YouTube and Apple Music. If you like the show, please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these platforms to help spread the word. Also, please check out thefineproofball.co.uk for daily art inspiration and if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. The Fine Football and now also has a Patreon page if you're interested in supporting the platform further. Please start from £1 and you'll access rewards such as over-released episodes, weekly inspiration and previews of upcoming artists for the website. If you're interested in supporting the platform this way, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Additionally, if monthly donations are not your thing, we also have a PayPal for one-time donation. Once again, thank you very much for doing this episode today. Until next time, folks, please stay safe.